Yes. It burns. It burns. It doesn't burn. You didn't pour it on yourself. You're yeah. doing okay? Yeah, sort of. So, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Cool weather. So, welcome back to another episode of... Controllers and Couches! Controllers and Couches, where we put the controllers on the couches. Because if we put the couches on the controllers, <laughs> they'd probably break. Hello everyone, and welcome back um to another podcast we actually missed out on last week's podcast because sir had some other editing he needed to get done and that kind of took priority yeah so we kind of lost track of time but um we're here today to record what we would have recorded so all i want to do is podcast consistently for one year and you're just not helping me sorry (laughs) sorry i keep breaking that yeah so, what's new in your life? Uh, let's see, what have I done? This week <laughs> has been relatively nothing. I got back into watching, you know, Star Wars. Star and, Wars? And Star Trek. Well, I figured while I was editing, I, I was watching. Oh, fair enough. So... Roswell, you started... Yeah, we did start Roswell. We picked that up. Instead of paying eighty dollars, yeah, we paid thirty-two dollars. That was a bit of a bargain. And so. this isn't the Roswell, New Mexico reboot that's coming out. This is the one that you essentially yeah, grew up with, kind of kid. Thing. So yes, yeet for nothing new. Haven't read anything except journal articles. <laughs> so how are those going? You're getting there. You know, lots and lots of eyes, lots and lots of stuff about eyes. So yeet. yeah. Started my honours course today. Nice, how'd that go? Busy, stressful, realising how much work there is. Um, and I, like, once I was officially sure that my desk was my desk, I went to Kmart and I got some stuff nice. to deck my desk out. And the uni system finally let me buy a parking permit, as opposed to, you know, paying over half its value in one month. Yeah. Like the yearly permit in one month and I cut half well over half of my hair off which is different so all the bye bye all the bye bye but same no books no games I keep seeing people play the Resident Evil reboot yeah whatever it is but I just try to avoid it as best as possible to be honest apparently it's pretty good someone did like a speed run in like yeah. an hour or something which is pretty cool oh god yeah, just speed run everything. So, we ready to jump into this quiz? Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's We've do it. We've got a lot to cover, like in today's main topic. So I'm just trying to like push speed us through, through this because yep, yep. I and I need your legit reactions to some of it. So okay, done. You you got to be in fighting form today. Done. All right, everyone. So today's quiz is your answers to these would you rather questions will reveal which superpower you would have um again buzzfeed quiz you'll find it in the description let's hit it question one okay would you rather have three feet or three hands see when they say three hands does that mean you have three arms i don't know good point if it's on the basis that you're going to have three arms yeah, I'm that gonna go each three touch hands. three hands. Do you know how? Um, excuse me. What is going on? Mm. Um, is the one you're clicking going yes. darker or lighter? Darker. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Sorry. 
Um, would you rather have your dream job or find your true love? The true true. The true true, yeah, let's go the true true. Would you rather be able to run super fast or fly really slow? Dude, if you're running fast enough, you would feel like you're flying. So, yeah. run super fast. I'm going to go fly slow. Okay. Slow, slow. Would you rather have lots of money or lots of friends? Money, money, money. I'm going to go friends. Yeah, but if you had more money, you'd be able to do cool stuff with the friends who are actually your friends. Yeah, true. But you do what you're going to do. Um, would you rather always have really slow internet? Or always have a really bad phone signal. Bad phone signal because you can call on the internet. Yep. Would you rather have a free subscription to Netflix or free pizza supply for the rest of your life? Oh, shit. See, what's more expensive, pizza or Netflix? Pizza. pizza. Teleportation. What did you get? I got shape-shifting. Okay, well, you read your description. And you I'll would have mine. the ability to change into whatever you like. From a tiny fly on the wall just so you can escape difficult difficult situation to a massive elephant to scare the ones you hate. The options are limitless. I could change myself into a pizza. I got teleportation. You would be able to teleport wherever you want in an instant. You wouldn't need the bus or the plane anymore and you could travel anywhere in the world with the blink of an eye, which is yeah. pretty cool. I do like that one. Probably one of my favourite quizzes that we've done thus far. Nice. So, movies. Have you seen anything interesting lately? Um, no. I watched three things <laughs> before uni started. This was two weekends ago. Yep. Um, Netflix had this da uh, Daphne and Velma from Mystery Inc. Kind of like a prequel movie. It was really cute. Like, obviously, it's not meant for age our age group. But it was like something I had on in the background just while, again, reading papers. Yeah. Writing my lit review, so I give it a seven out of ten. I rewatched Allied, which we saw like Boxing Day two years yeah, ago. Yeah, good or something movie. Like that, nine out of ten. And Gabriel Iglesias has another Netflix special that got uploaded onto the catalog like two weekends ago. Ten out of ten. Would Gabriel Iglesias fluffy again? So nice. Whoop. Did we show us anything for you besides Roswell? Uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2. Started to get back into yeah, that. Yeah, we just finished Episode 3. Yeah. Um, Are we caught up now or is there one more left? With Discovery? Yeah, like the weekly uploads. Um, Are we up to date or is there one more? I think we're one episode behind. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes on that. Um, obviously, I've been watching Rick and Morty. It's always Rick and Morty. Morty. So, um... But the good thing about that is you kind of don't need to pay attention to it. No. Like, you can do stuff... But this is our, what, seventh time watching it through? Yeah, more like about the tenth. Yeah. We've watched a lot. I, I can't wait for the new season. The, they've been teasing and stuff. But anyway, who's all... I watched, um... You know that thriller thing that we kept getting recommended Black Earth Rising yeah I watched that on one Saturday like crammed out the 8 hours seriously 8 out of 10 I am not going to spoil it for anyone but it is worth every single second and it's very eye opening and like I don't know just very moving I also finished finally Conversations with a Killer the Ted Bundy tapes 
which gives six out of ten. I don't get why people are so ooh about this whole thing because it's just and there are two sides to it. There are people that are just like because this they're making this um what do you call it? What's his name? The dude from High School Musical, Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. They're making a movie about Ted Bundy, but it's from the perspective as of his wife. Okay. And because they got such a handsome dude to, you know, play the role of being Zac Efron, that I'm saying I think he's handsome, but that's what the consensus is. Yeah. People are saying, oh, you know, why are you glamorizing a serial killer? And people, the smart people are saying, what are you talking about? Like, that's how he, he got from, away yeah. with pretty much the majority of shit he did. Yeah. You he's know, really... he just had that. Infatuated people were they inf girls were they infatuated with him and they're just reflecting it properly. Yeah. And so people don't understand that. But yeah, I don't think the document like the documentary was interesting, but it just didn't. I I don't care for him. Yeah. So it was a bit boring. Yeah, I was just kind of doing other stuff like again researching writing. Um, and again, we started Roswell. We're five episodes into season one. I've never seen it before in my life. It, I understand what now we're supernatural. Um, what's the other one? Vampire diaries and everything. Yeah. Like, it mirrors. I get it. Like, I can see where they all evolved But Buffy from. the Vampire Slayer was before that. Yeah. Yeah. So. We should actually get that series on. Good series. We finish Roswell. And then How's Angel. That? We'll do Buffy and then we do Angel. Because Angel picked up where Buffy left off, didn't it? Like uh, she no, died. they work together. No, I know, but the TV show, is but, it? She dies and then he gets his own spin-off show? Nope. I'm pretty sure. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope, nope. She dies, doesn't she? Nope, nope. But she does. Nope, nope. Or she comes back as a vamp. Nope, nope. Are you just saying nope, nope? No. They, it runs in parallel. Parallel. Oh, I saw this um, thing that was on Facebook, and it was saying that... Sorry, this is how we're going to get into our news before we head into our main crap that I like to spew shit about. But I don't know how verified it is, but according to this one <laughs> news channel, Australia is now has um, 246 licensed crypto exchanges. Which is a decent start. I hate to know how many there are in America. I honestly wouldn't know. I honestly don't even know how much there are, there are, to be honest. In like, in total, like the whole all the different types of currencies, I wouldn't be able to guess. But you know. And funny enough, Ethereum has actually gone up again. Yeah, Ethereum on the up, up, up. Yeah. Talking about on the up, up, up. Apparently, the Hubble telescope a couple of weeks ago, it found a new dwarf galaxy. And because of the new galaxy's position, it was clustered around, like, other stars and stuff in galaxies. Yeah. It took such a long time to identify it. They're calling it a loner galaxy because it's about 30 million light years away and 23 times... F two, sorry, 2,300 times further away than the rest of the cluster that it's sitting behind. Jeez. Um, and the Hubble Telescope account, account, Twitter account tweeted, because of its 13 billion year old age and its isolation, which resulted in hardly any interaction with other galaxies, this dwarf spher spheroidal galaxy is the astronomical equivalent of a living fossil from the early universe. Wow. I just, I thought that was... That is cool. 
pretty cool. Sorry, I'm gonna get some water. I'll be right back. So, I'm only um, gonna be like two meters away. Yeah, yeah. But you look at that and you go, for a telescope that has been, you know, pretty roaming neat, around for how many to years honest. to look that far, tech has come a long way. I mean, you look back to, you know, Aristotle and, you know. When's the Hubble supposed to be decommissioned? That is a good question for which I do not know. Because it's like know. 12 years over its lifespan. Yeah, I think they've right? just been pumping it out. Like, obviously, why not? I mean, because it works. I just find the funny part that we had was the lens that was a little bit off. Oh, Yeah, the lens was off. So, they had to fix it. <laughs> How is it off? It was just, I think it was loose or something, or tilted at a different angle than they wanted it to be. Apparently it's going to remain the forefront of astronomy till at least 2020. That's one year. Apparently that's... So what are they putting up instead of it? Apparently it's going to get a repair mission. Ah, so they're not going to get rid of it. No. Like, I thought it was on, like, I thought it was 10 years past its projected. Well, it's been up there since 1990, so, yeah, you know, it's April like 20 24th. years. It's been up there a its while. Its decay date is now estimated to be between 2030 and 2040. Okay. Because it's, like, low Earth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess where it's sitting, it doesn't have that much hitting it, if that makes sense. I just think it's really cool. Some of the photos it's taken are just... Oh, for sure. It's like at the forefront of, um, you know. My favourite one is the Carina Nebula, like the the Pillars of God, I think. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Or the Pillars of the Gods. That one's just I personally really like cool. the Horsehead Nebula. Um, it just, to me, it looks like, it's like confocal microscopy, but space. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know. That's pretty cool, I reckon. But what do I know? I'm but even not an astrophysicist. Another good one is the Ghost Nebula. Like, check mm, that out. Well, add it to the list. You say all this cool stuff, and then I'm like, mate, add it to the list. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Um, but also, while we're on the topic of NASA, apparently they made, and this isn't my quote, but a disturbing discovery while they were surveying the Thwaites Glacier in Antarctica, which is apparently a massive thousand foot or 300 metre for our metric brethren tall cavern. Um, apparently it's roughly two thirds the size of Manhattan. Yeah. And because obviously the Antarctic consists of vast waste, ice, snow, it's all held together by glaciers and obviously massive ice shelves. And um, NASA's Operation Ice Bridge, they actually the ones that survey the poles and like, as in the North Pole, South Pole, and they determine the link between polar melt and climate change. So they're the ones that do all that research and estimation. But you know, this is a scary part. This cavern was estimated to have once contained 14 billion tons of ice, and that's the majority of the ice that has melted over the last three years. So apparently... The melting is approximately the size of Florida in the United States, and it contributed to 4% of global sea level rise each year. And this is their quote, to put it into a sobering context, the entire glacier holds enough ice to raise the world ocean a little over 2 feet, or 65 centimetres. That's really bad. You just go, it's the size of Manhattan. That's... And, not a good thing. Uh, and it's not coming back. Once it's gone, that's it. Well, it technically could come back. All could. It, would, it could come back if... All right, so it melts, right? 
but then it refreezes. But obviously, we'd need to have a massive climate cooling yeah. event for so that to happen. That, that massive, I suppose, I, no, ice shelf, whatever it is. Yeah. Cavern Glacier, whatever. Yeah. It would... It's going to take a while to re. Oh no! Of course, like refreeze. That ma- that many tons of ice isn't just going to yeah. freeze like that. But I don't know. So I wasn't clicking to get your attention. I was no, just no. trying to say I, I hate doing this. I only click to to get myself to think. I don't click to get people's attention. That's like really rude. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Ice. Please don't hate me, honest ice baby. Yes. Um, I think I had another climate change story here. Oh, so overturning circulation, which is somehow the way the currents move. It's a specific current turning pattern uh, in the Atlantic Ocean could slow down or even halt because of climate change. And that would obviously have massive consequences for the planet. Uh, researchers with limited have like they actually have limited understanding of how this form of circulation actually works. Therefore, measuring it and kind of taking the direction of the currents makes is it becomes very very hard. So apparently, the 21, 21 month series of observations that occurred that they took off uh, Greenland in frigid waters, whatever that means, and that led to this theory that the water not only sinks but it returns south again and it kind of like occurs in the easterly direction rather than to the west of the island so if that theory is right this means that climate models that currently suggest circulation will slow as the climate warms will need to be like revised essentially and if, so I don't know much about ocean scale thing, but then these people from Duke University pretty much said, and this is a quote, on a scale from 1 to 10, it's pretty large. And for me personally, it's a 7. But I think for the community, it might be more of a 9. Yeah, definitely a 9. Def- so the complete water direction is going a different way. And to see that in effect, say for instance, just for an example... You have the Erminger Sea and the Iceland Sea. So you look at a current that, okay. Because it's just pushing warmer waters onto ice, like ice, isn't yeah. it? So the and war- it's just going to melt yeah. further. So you get more, you know, glacier, glacial melt. Um, you get a lot more uh, iceberg. Well, you get, what's the, oh, this term is um, ice shelf carving. Oh, it, yeah, so just like massive chunks of ice that yeah. just carve and then psh, splash. Seriously, how do they measure currents these days? Do they just like toss a tra- tracer in the water and just reports back via GPS signals where it is? I guess so, unless they have the water passing, you know, over it, maybe. But what happens at the top isn't necessarily the same as what happens on no. the bottom. No. But I don't know. So, um, yeah, that was that. Um, how many more do I have? Oh, I have a couple more. I'm sorry. This one was about a rare fault. Sorry, I typed these notes so, like, two weeks ago, so I'm kind of foggy on them. I apologise. Um, so apparently, they... Okay, so everyone knows... If I'm saying this so condescendingly, that's not the way I'm trying to come across. 
Okay, so we know that Antarctica is just so cold. Yes. That for a long period of time, you wouldn't have been able to support dinosaur life. Yeah. Right? Or at least that's what we thought. Um, but apparently, uh, unlike the majority of places where there are lots of fossils, uh, which, like, it's... Uh, very abundant rocky outcrops. Antarctica, as we know it, is just a massive sheet of ice which obscures a lot of paleontological history. So within the last 30 to 35 million years, that's when the continent kind of froze over. But obviously before that, we already know it was a warm climate. It was home to forests, rivers, and had a ton of life. So they actually, because of the melting that's happening, they're finding um, fossils pretty much. And, yeah, I just thought, okay, so it's really sad that obviously the only reason why we're seeing this is because the oceans are melting and yeah. we're fucking up the world. Absolutely. But I don't want to say, oh, it's, I'm not saying it's a good thing that we're seeing these fossils and stuff, but apparently there, there are mountains that are appearing under this ice. Yeah. But that's how much ice is melting, that there are mountain ranges that yep. are poking through. But when you think about it too, if hypothetically, okay, they're mountain ranges now, but just imagine if this was, say, like a, a an ocean. Yeah, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? That. So, you know, a lot of these animals just got washed away. And, you know, look at some of the things that have appeared since the, I suppose, the last, you know thousand years i mean look at the galapagos islands they're constantly evolving Changing. yeah it's like you'll never it'll never be the same it's just on a sh on a shelf that just keeps changing, changing. Altering. Yeah. yeah so the the galapagos islands that charles darwin saw they're completely different to exactly what we see if we went today which is i don't know I, but at the same time like it's it's dynamic it is dynamic it's evolution but also the Earth, like, changing, shifting the tectonic plates. It's not the same. It's not no. like a solid, immovable, static thing. It's just... And, I mean, growing up personally, I really enjoyed, you know, the Triassic period. Mm. Oh, for sure, like... I mean, I used to know my dinosaurs backwards. <laughs> People would stop me and I would, like, have a, you'd have a conversation. <laughs> you a little lecture. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I would correct people on how many bones, you know. Well, that's a good way to be, to be honest. Yeah. And then I just remember the big one when someone said to me their favourite dinosaur was the thylacine. And I kind of it's laughed and said, that's not a dinosaur, that's a Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. And they said, no, 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 it's quite, it's from the Jurassic period. Uh, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> yep, maybe their brain cells had a mass extinction event and they weren't quite sure. So, What do you yeah. do? Yeah, but How also too, I just, the, the thing that fascinates me is the sheer size of these, you know, dinosaur Creatures. bones. And for instance, imagine how many different clades there were. Oh, for sure. Like... There would have been like just massive clades and I mean imagine like walking into a valley and seeing 500 double decker buses just you know wandering around eating everything in sight yeah and they would have you know done a lot of mulching oh for sure like Jim's gardening would stand no chance against a clade of you oh, know oh for sure brontosaurus <laughs> uh, yeah uh, what's your favourite dinosaur though 
Triceratops. Or it's it's either a Triceratops or a Velociraptor. But when you think back, Jurassic Park made Velociraptors look, you know, really, really nasty. <laughs> yeah, but when you really think about it, they're just like, you know, fluffy, like really fast, fluffy chickens. <laughs> tall, big, fluffy chickens. Big, tall, fluffy chickens with razor-sharp talons. And, you know, imagine that form of KFC. Oh. Wow. That would be some really sharp advertising. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine so. if accident left a bone in that chicken. Bye-bye, esophagus. Bye-bye. Which is funny because you bought us last week. Um, they were called them Tiddlyoggies, but I've always known them as... Pasties. pasties. So we got a pasty. Fergus and Blair, and like no Tino shade, but also I got you to call the guy because I'm a female and nothing ever happens if I call. And all I wanted him to do was get rid of the other, not using yeah, the, yeah. the manager, is to just toss the other shit out that we just purchased because it's the same filling. It's like yeah. when you make a a vat of pasta sauce. You're like, oh, I'm going to freeze it all. They make all the filling at once and then they stuff it into the pastry. So I got you to call and he was like, oh, I've never seen that happen before in my life. And I'm like, dude. And he's like, oh, are you sure? And it's like, dude, I, I bit a bone. Like, yeah. I know what a bone is. And I mean, I know like. accidents happen and, you know, we weren't going for any monetary. Oh, no, I didn't want a refund more, or anything you don't like want that. Kids it was like 2.33. Think about all the kids that, you know, yeah. that's what my mum did with us. We'd finish school and she'd be like, oh, I've got to run some, you know, errands. He have something to eat. I don't know. I did it from a good place, not because I wanted a refund and we didn't even approach that topic. But anyway. Also, do you reckon that, you know, if we put, if we, if we went back in time, 30 to 35 million years. Yeet. And we froze a pie. What kind of pie would you freeze? Well, let's say vegetable pie, just because we're on that topic. So, how big would the pie be? And if there was a bone in it, how big would it be? And would therefore, would it be an archaeological pie? Or because then technically, you're actually eating something from the past. E. Yeah, 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 I know. you. Everyone listening, yeah, I can hear you groan. Yeah, I just wanted to get that joke out there, you know? Yeah. The pasty joke, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as you can tell... I think we're way past you that moment. Any moves. Yes. So, uh, yeah. But uh, funny enough, as I supposed, um, they went on to... Look at this rare, you know, fossil that was discovered. No, um, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And um, essentially when you find one fossil... That means there are more. That means there are more. And I remember back in the 90s when they actually the discovered, you know, discovered nests with, um, I think it was brontosaurus eggs. Oh, and truck and tree stars. They were still intact. Like they'd fossilised intact. And you go, wow, that's really cool. So yeah, herbivores for the win. Rightio, so I apologise for rushing us, but our last story before we get into today's topic and Good Sir's reactions. Um, I know this is a little bit old, but just in case anyone hasn't heard or read this yet, if you have any of the Hills Pet Nutrition cans, either take them back, get your hard-earned money refunded, or toss them in the bin, 
Apparently, there are insanely increased levels of vitamin D in the food. And if you don't know, elevated levels lead to health issues, depending on the level of vitamin D and the length of exposure. And their uh, press release said that it stated that dogs may suffer from symptoms including vomiting, loss of appetite, increased thirst, increased urination, expressive, excessive drooling and weight loss. Um, they confirmed elevated levels of vitamin D due to a supplier error. Uh, and this is forcing Hills to increase and implement additional safety testing prior to their release of ingredients. So pretty much um, they've confirmed that no dry foods, cat foods or treats in their ranges have been affected. But anyone who's bought uh, dog cans, please return them. Don't feed them if you're still feeding them. Um, they're saying that they're happy to refund you or replace at no cost to the owners if you go back to your like local vet store or clinic where you bought it from or even the online e-retailer. Um, their number, if you need to call, is 1-800-679-932 or email at hillshelplineanz at hillspet.com. Um, I can add the full recall list product link in the description but honestly if it was my cat or dog even though it's they're saying that the cat line isn't impacted i would still return or toss that out yeah, you don't want to risk just it don't just don't risk just dump it. it get rid of it you have no idea we have no idea um we used to get the drive-through drive-through drive food kibbles for our cats but we also found that the products were just so inconsistent. Like sometimes they would be in the actual kibble shape and sometimes they'd be just crushed to powder. And sometimes they would just felt, smell very foul. And so Valk wasn't the biggest fan of them. So her favorite, I think, is the Optimum, um, the silver bag. So that's what we're kind of... We alternate it every now and again because eating the same meal would make anyone get bored. Yep. Um, but yeah, please just toss it. Anything else? Nope, that, that's it. I'm good to go. All right, so I want proper reactions, okay? I want proper questioning and discussion. Yep, I know yep. you were tired the last time, but today we're doing it, and we're doing it on a topic that you've requested. Yep, yep. So hello, everyone, and welcome to our first series, and this series will be based on the seven ancient wonders of the world. Yes. And we're going to go through them from um, order of the age, so from oldest to youngest. Yep. First one being the Great Pyramid of Giza. Giza. Da, 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 da. We all want to go have a bit of a Giza. Oh, yeah. So we're not going to do these um, seven weeks back to back. My current aim is to kind of do one once a month. Um, so, but before I get started, so basically I don't want to get people to get bored or yeah, yeah. like us to get bored. We were just doing the same thing yeah. over and over. And I'm not sure if this is a Mandela effect or not, but I swear it was the Great Pyramids of Giza. Yeah, that I all always... three of them were Pyramids the ancient wonder. Yeah, that's what I thought. Apparently, Pyramids. it's just the main, the big one that's mm, okay. the ancient wonder. <sighs> so, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you know before we get into this? Well, essentially, I know that they are, you know, massive. They are all tombs. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, you know conspiracies over the years about how they line up with constellations and everything whether or not they were put there by aliens you know but then again see i've learned most of my pyramidal history from stargate well, 
encyclopedia. You know, I know about, you know, wormholes and, you know, all that sort of stuff and the gold and Jafar's. So, Jafar. Where is Jafar uh, Kree? What's that called? Star. Wars. No, no, no. Star no, no. Trek. No, no, no. Stargate. Where does Star Gate fit in the Star Trek universe? I know, we'll ask Rob. We'll know. <laughs> okay. Please. So, basic bio time. Are you ready? Bring it. Feel free to ask me and, you know, converse at any point. So, the Great Pyramid of Giza, it was constructed between 2,584 and 2,561 BC by, obviously, the ancient Egyptians. Um, Both sadly and kind of interestingly, it's the only wonder left standing today, although the majority of its facade has been lost. But you look at it, that's a lot of stone to move. Oh, dude, I concur. Um, I don't know how they did it. Like, back-breaking work. Free labour. I remember... Someone tell me what it was called. I remember that SBS used to play this documentary every year about the building of the pyramids. Yes. And it was the same documentary. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying how every single person who was working on building the pyramid wasn't a slave. They were doing it for their king. Wow, there you go. Or pharaoh. Yeah. Well, they said king. I know yeah. it's pharaoh, but what yeah. ifs? And just the turnover of slaves. I don't. I couldn't even find a definitive number of how many people they think lost their lives while this was being built. A lot. In the in the thousands, easily. So it's built today on what we know as Giza Necropolis in Egypt. And uh, its brilliant white stone facing has survived intact until survived intact until around 1300 AD, uh, when local communities removed most of the stonework for building materials. Mm. Which rude. Yeah, but it kind of sucks. I but know. you understand why they did it. Like if that's what you have to do to feed your family. Like mm-hmm. do it, dude. So the Great Pyramid of Giza goes by a couple of other names. It's also known as the Pyramid of Kufu. Uh, Kufu, sorry, sorry, I'm not trying to be mean. Or the Pyramid of Cheops, Cheops, Cheops. You Cheops. know this better than me. Um, it's the eldest and the largest of the three pyramids in the Giza Pyramid complex, bordering what is now Al Giza in Egypt. And like I said, it's the eldest of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It's based on a mark in an interior chamber, naming the work. Uh, what the hell have I written here? What? The work, uh, based on a reference to the 4th Dynasty Egyptian pharaoh Khufu. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I, I was rushing to write this when I wrote this. I apologise. So apparently Egyptologists believe that the pyramid was built as a tomb over a twenty, sorry, 10 to 20 year period, uh, concluding around 2560 BC. It was initially standing at 146.5 metres or 481 feet, and it's the tallest man-made structure in the world for more than 3,800 years. It's fun to slide down. Well, they... It would have been when it was polished. Well, they they put in a refurbed version in Assassin's Creed um, Origins. Well, technically it wasn't refurbed, it was freshly built. Okay, okay. But yeah, I slid down that. Yeah. Yeah, but back then you couldn't. It was perfect. it It was... But good luck climbing it, though. Oh, for sure. You'd probably get, you know, buried alive for doing this. Oh, for sure. Rightly so. Like, it's essentially... 
I wouldn't call it a temple, but like your kings, your pharaohs are buried in there. Mausoleum. Like, that's the word. Because it wasn't just the pharaoh that was getting buried inside the rock. It was everyone. Well, being his family and like everyone, slaves for the afterlife, everything for the afterlife. Do you think they killed actually the live people just yes. to be like, oh, no, we're no, no, more no. slaves? I reckon they would have probably put him in there and they would have just suffocated. But I'm saying, do you think they did that under the guise of, oh, the pharaoh needs needs more slaves in the afterlife? Yes. Do you think people would have volunteered, or do you think yes. people would have people been murdered? People would have volunteered. People would have given up their lives. Yes. And do you think people would have been murdered as well? Maybe yes. Cannibalism for the win. Oh, stop that. No, no, I mean like a survival thing. They, yeah, what? they would have died. They would yeah, have cut off dark, oxygen before anything happened. Not a good happened. thing to do. Yeah. All right. So can we continue? Yes. Originally, the pyramid was covered by limestone casing stones, and they formed this smooth outer surface that you described earlier. But what is seen today is the underlying core structure. Some of the smooth casing stones that once covered the entire structure can still be seen around the base. They haven't been moved. Uh, there have been varying scientific and alternative theories about the Great Pyramid's construction techniques. So, um, I feel like I have to cough, but I don't. The most accepted construction hypothesis, hypotheses are based on the idea that it was built by moving huge stones from a quarry and then dragging and lifting them into place and that's a typical thing where you'd put it on a bed of logs and as soon as one log was exposed like because you were pushing it over the logs and yeah, it was you like the a, next one to the front yeah what the, what's at the back goes to the front and people would have to move it like that yep um so that's the biggest well-supported theory by egyptologists there are three known chambers known chambers inside the great pyramid the lowest chamber is cut into the bedrock and that's basically where the pyramid was built and left unfinished um and it's called the queen's chamber and then they have the king's chamber above the queen's chamber higher up within the pyramid structure and the main part of the giza complex is a set of buildings that included two mortuary temples in honor of kutu uh one close to the pyramid and one near the nile and three smaller pyramids for his wives, and an even smaller, I don't know what a satellite pyramid is, but whatever, um, a raised causeway connecting two temples, and a small mustabar tomb surrounding the pyramid for nobles, which I guess are the people that, like, his advisors and stuff like that, and, like, his treasurers, and all that kind of thing. Are you Googling something that I just no. said? Okay. No. Sorry, I was like, did I get something wrong? So, uh, Egyptologists believe that it was built as a tomb for the 4th dynasty, did I say that already, Khufu, uh, or the Greek version was Cheop, is that what you said, Cheops? Yep, but also too, just thinking about satellites, that would just mean that would be smaller pyramids. Yeah, thank you, I, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Um, thank you for your feedback. Yes. And it was constructed, we already said that, so Khufu's visor, uh, Hemion... Vizier. Vizier, I like saying visor, but Hemuno or Hemon. Is believed by some to be the architect of the Great Pyramid. It's thought that at construction, the Great Pyramid was <laughs> originally 280 Egyptian royal cubits tall, cubits. which is 146.5 meters or 480.6 feet. Not to be mistaken with Cubans. No, but with erosion and the absence of the pyramidian, which was the gold fixing at the top, yep. the mini temple that sat above. You know, the I reckon he's got it. Matthew Riley. Oh, dude, 
please. He's got everything else. Uh, so its present height today is 138.8 meters and 455.4 feet. Each base side was 440 cubits or 230.4 meters or 755.9 feet long. The mass of the pyramid is estimated at 5.9 million tons. Yeah, I could deadlift that well, with yeah, my sure. socks I'd on. I'd shit my spine out. My spine would slide but... <laughs> so far it would go back into the past. Oh, uh, into the Stone Age for sure. Yes. So the volume, including an internal hillock, is roughly 2.5 million cubic metres or 88 million cubic feet. Yes. So, based on these estimates, the building in 20 years would involve installing approximately 800 tonnes of stone every day. That's a lot. Yeah. We built this Minecraft. Additionally. Technically, you would have literally built it on rock and roll. Technically. Yeah. 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 Additionally, it could, and can we also think about the poor animals that died heaving? Those rocks. Just imagine how many Bothans died to build. I'm that. trying to be fucking serious, serious. Know, here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Lots like, of sand crawlers. <laughs> the vegans yeah. aren't going to be happy. I'm trying to say something like animal cruelty much. Yeah, they would have. <sighs> At least cats were safe. <laughs> I can't <laughs> win with you. So it, where was I even with this? So additionally. Since it consists of an estimated 2.3 million blocks, yeah, take that Lego. Completing in the built, completing it, the the pyramid in 20 years, would involve moving an average of more than 12 blocks into place each hour, right? Every day, all night. Yeah. So we're talking round the clock, you know, job site here. Yeah. Imagine the um the foreman, or how many foremen you would oh, have. Oh, for sure. How did they... Look, they're all slaves and that's absolutely disgusting. But imagine how organised and calculated... Military precision. would because have to be to run that show. If you had that much tonnage falling... Oh, you can't miss a block. Every block would have had to have been... Perfect. And serialised and... A sits on top of B, which sits on top of C, you know what I mean? Perfection to And the just C. making sure that it's cut the right size for the right, you know, not on it's, you know, above this block or above that it's just insane. Yeah. So apparently the first precision measurements of the pyramid were made by Egyptologist Sir Flinders Petrie or Petrie, I don't know. In eighteen eighty eight to eighty two. And he published this as the pyramids and temples of Giza. Giza. Almost all reports are based on his measurements. Many of the casing... Imagine if, he, imagine if his measuring tool was out. Yeah. It was probably a wheel, like a metre wheel. Yeah. But, like, imagine if it was out. It's like, whoops, I used the wrong wheel. Oh, for sure they had GPS, though, and, like, surveyed it now, right? Yeah, they would have yeah. now. Sorry, I haven't had more Um... So many of the casing stones and inner chamber blocks fit together with extremely high precision. And based on his measurements taken in northeastern casing stones, the mean opening of the joints is only 0.5 millimetres or 0.0, oh sorry, 0.02 inches wide. 
it remained the tallest man-made structure in the world until it was surpassed by the 160 meter tall or 520 feet spire of the Lincoln Cathedral, which was completed in um, 1300. Is that right? Yeah. No, it would have to be way after that. I don't know. But after the Lincoln Cathedral was built, okay? The accuracy of the pyramid's workmanship is such that the four sides of the base have an average error of only 58 mil in length. Yeah, there's some like... These guys understood pi. Can we also talk about how there would have been worth earthquakes? There would have been... Who knows? You know, eons. Literally, literal, literal eons worth of weather and natural disaster. Yep. And she's still her best self. Yep. This lady's still good for the dance. So the base is horizontal and flat within plus or minus 15 millimeter or 0.6 inches. The sides of the square base are closely aligned with the four cardinal compass joints within four minutes of arc based on true north, not magnetic north. And the finished base was squared to a mean corner error of only 12 seconds of an arc. Do you know how tight that is as a fit? Very, very tight. Jesus. And the completed dimensions, which were suggested by Petrie's survey and all the other studies that subsequently conducted after that, have an estimated have estimated to have originally been 280 Egyptian royal cubits high, which is um, 440 cubits long at each of the four sides of the base. And the ratio of perimeter to height... Um, which equates to two radian, radians, radians, yep. radius, radii, radii, radii. That's it. To an accuracy, I'm thinking of Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Get I'm like, over that's here. not right. No, that's Scorpion. Get Stop it. that. Get over here. To an accuracy better than 0.05. That's better than some data labs churn out. Is you know statistically significant these days. Let me tell yeah, you. That's like better than 0.05. That hypothesis. Wow. Accepting. <laughs> they literally accept hypothesis. Accept reject hypothesis. Null. Reject null. Well, actually, well, well, well. Wait, wait a minute. They made. No, 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 no. <laughs> they didn't want to reject denial. Oh. 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 Conspiracy there. I don't think they knew what denial meant back then. Denial. P as in pharaoh I... equals less than denial. Oh. Uh. <laughs> or is it? Was the pharaoh equal to the Nile? No, the pharaoh. The pharaoh guarded guarded the Nile. And, like, watched over the Nile and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. Look, I think it's pretty cool. And as they say, denial just ain't another river in Egypt. So, obviously, this has to be deliberate design. Like, you don't, you can't just fake Space 0.05, you know, mill the whole way around. But the question is, were those pyramids actually American or were they made in China? But here's the thing. How did they know what it was? Hubble went back into the past. Is that pi or is that... What have I even written here? You've you've written Egyptian royal cubits equates to two. No, pi. is that it's pi, right? Yeah, it's it's pi. pi. So they didn't know the value of pi, therefore, how could they round stuff off to pi? That Can we a, talk about that? But they, they, they didn't round the okay. pi off. Okay, they didn't. 
They rounded the measurements and the building off to pi. Yeah. Okay? So they had no idea what the value of pi was, but they used it. Yeah. Pretty cool, eh? And this guy, Petrie, he goes, These relations of areas and circular ratio are so systematic that we should grant that they were in the builder's design. They had no concept of pi and would have not have thought to encode it in their monuments. Yep. No so clue. people are saying that people must have just believed on based on the slope and they just slope, you know, seek to the slope choice alone and they had no regard to the overall, overall size and proportions of the finished building. So they did each join and then they were like, oh, here's our finished building, which I don't but believe. But the thing is they still have tools there. They oh, still have sure. the actual stone there that was actually used. And you used. know what else they found? In 2013, they found the rolls of papyrus called the Diary of Mera, um, and that was written by people who delivered limestone and other construction materials from Torah to Giza. That's cool. Name me a book that would have lasted that many thousands of years. The Benzines can't do that. Toby no. Wynn can't do that. No. That's a hard copy if you ever wanted one. Oh, for sure. Telephone book who? <laughs> Rock solid. Oh. So apparently, uh, like we said, it's you know estimated to be 2.3 million blocks, which were transported from nearby quarries. Um, the Tura limestone, which was used for the casing, was quarried across the river, and the granite stones for the pyramid were found, you know, that are found in the king's chamber. They each weigh between 25 to 80 tonnes, and they were transported from Aswan, which was more than 800 kilometres or 500 miles away. But we're talking some really, really archaic tools here. Oh, for for sure. I mean, think of all the mule-driven... Dude, we just would have come... Oh, I I didn't get it. Uh, So they cut the stone... Talking about tools, like they cut the stone blocks... By hammering them into wooden wedges, they soaked things with water, and then when the water was absorbed, the wedges expanded, and that caused the rock to crack. And then once the, like, obviously the, the the stones were cut, they carried them by boat. Like, how are you going to get them on the boat up and down the Nile to the pyramid? So, five point five million tons of limestone, eight thousand tons of granite which was imported from Aswan, and 500,000 tonnes of mortar were used in the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza. So basically just pulleys, ramps, sleds, logs, rocks, timber, water, heat, pressure, force. You know, that's pretty much it. A little bit of EMC squared plus some pie. Nothing beats a bake sale in archaic <laughs> Egypt. Alright, so from this point on, I was literally not uh, putting this in order. So there may be some stuff that's not conspiracy mixed up with the conspiracy section. I apologise, but I was like finding this information so quickly, I just wanted to get it down. Okay? So, let's sort of like take off into conspiracy town. Are we ready? Yeah, let's have some water. Does that mean like if we covered Tutankhamun, technically if back in that day if Tutankhamun got into a carriage accident and hit a cow... Do you want to, car- do you want to he, cover Tutankhamun? Write it on the list. Tutankhamun? No? <laughs> Add it to the list. Don't just tell me Sorry. all these topics. Write it on the list. Now. 
Right on the list now. Tutankhamun. Now I want to watch the Mummy series, but not the dumb. <laughs> the Brendan the last Fraser. One. Yeah, the Brendan Fraser Mummy. They're, those are good. I don't mean. As in the Daddy. Yeah, I, I don't mean the dumb Tom Cruise one. Yeah. Monsters Universe for the meh. So, are we ready to Yeah, keep let's do going? it. Let's do it. So, obviously, we all know there are many alternative contradictory, th contradictory theories that have been proposed regarding the pyramid's construction and techniques. A lot of people um, actually disagree whether the blocks were dragged, lifted, or rolled into place. The Greeks believed that slave labour was used, but modern discoveries made at nearby workers' camps associated with the construction at Giza suggested it was built instead by tens of thousands of skilled workers, which I'm sorry, but I'm going to have a hard time believing that. Uh, this guy called Werner, he posited that the lab was organised into a hierarchy consisting of two gangs of a thousand men and that they were divided into five zar or phyli of 20,000 men each which may have been further divided according to the skills of the workers. One mystery of the pyramid's construction is its planning. So this guy called John Roma, he suggests that they were used, they use the same method that has been used earlier for both earlier and later constructions, where they laid out parts of the plan on the ground at a one-to-one -one scale. And he writes that such a working diagram would also serve to generate the architecture of the pyramid with its precision unmatched by any other means, which would make sense because yeah. we talked about how small the error margin was yeah, yeah. in terms of building. He also argues for a 14-year time span for its construction, a modern construction management study... Sorry. I have no idea what that came from. Yeah. Um, so basically, where was I going with this? Um, he did some stuff with Mark Lenner, and a ton of other Egyptologists who went unnamed, and they estimated that the total project required an average workforce of about 14,500 people and a peak workforce of roughly 40,000. And keep in mind, guys, when we say we're primitive, they did this without pulleys, wheels, tools, hooks, and it was all critical path analysis. And that's how it was built from start to finish. Very impressive. Like, back... That's what I'm saying. It's back-breaking work. Yeah. Like... Uh. So, in 2017, scientists from the Scan Pyramids Project... Oh, God. They discovered a large cavity above the um, Grand Gallery using muon radiography. Uh, and this is called the Scan Pyramids Big Void. So, apparently, its length is 30 metres, or 98 feet... And its cross-section is similar to that of the Grand Gallery. Its existence was confirmed by independent detection with three different technologies being nuclear emulsion films, scintillator hotoscopes, and gas detectors. They don't know what the cavity is there for. Um, they don't know how it's you know was accessible at one point in time. Some guy thinks it may have been a gap used in the construction of the Grand Gallery. A Japanese Japanese research team says that this huge void is completely different from the construction spaces that they've previously identified. Yeah. So it looks completely different to the rest of the structure. So today, if we went and we wanted to check it out, we would have to enter through the robber's tunnel. 
and this was apparently created at um, 820 AD by Caliph Alamun's workmen using a battery man ram. So the tunnel is cut straight through the masonry of the pyramid for approximately 27 meters, also known as 89 feet, and then turns sharply to the left to encounter the blocking stones in the ascending passage. It is believed that their efforts dislodged the stone fitting in the ceiling of the descending passage to hide the entrance of the ascending passage, and it was the noise of that stone falling and sliding down the descending passage which alerted them to the need to turn left. Because they were unable to remove these stones, but people were able to place them there, let's think about that. Yeah. They don't have the technology to move them, but they had the technology to put them there and the ability to put them there. The workmen tunneled up beside the stones through the softer limestone of the pyramid until they reached the ascending passage. And then from there it's possible to enter the descending passage, but access is obviously today forbidden because, like you said, it's very unstable yeah. and you're not going to want people to go into a thousand year old, you know, a couple thousand year old no. building. And it would just smell like mould as well, mind you. Oh, didn't they have black mould problems yeah. in there and they were, were worried that all of the hieroglyphs yeah. and the murals on the walls were going to get um, decay, yeah. essentially, from essentially. it. And they were asking people um, if they knew how to treat it without damaging everything to do so. So, the Great Pyramid is surrounded by a complex of several buildings and smaller pyramids. You have the Pyramid Temple, which stands on the east side of the pyramid, and that's only 52.2 metres, or 171 feet, north to south, and 40 metres, or 130 feet, east to west. And it's almost disappeared, apart from the uh, black basalt paving. And there are also only a few remnants of the causeway, which linked um, the pyramid with the valley and the valley temple. The Valley Temple is assumed to be buried beneath the village of Nazlet el Saman. Um, there's basalt paving and limestone walls that have been found, but the site hasn't been excavated. I couldn't find out why, but the basalt blocks show, um, in quotation marks, clear evidence of having been cut with some kind of saw and an estimated cutting blade of 15 feet or 4.6 metres in length which is capable of cutting 1.5 inches or 38 mil per minute. Don't ask me how they were able to make those estimations, um, but this guy who we talked about, John Roma, he suggested this super saw, his words, not mine, may have had copper teeth and weighed up to 30, uh, 140 kilos or 300 pounds. And he theorized that such a saw would have been attached to a wooden trestle that was used in conjunction with vegetable oil cutting sand, emery, pounded and pounded quartz to cut the blocks and obviously that would have required a ton of labour and he estimates about 12 men to operate that yeah. machinery if that's what you would call that kind of technology which a super saw super saw super saiyan for the win yep go too much sorry I just had to take some water um where is I going with this? Okay, so on the south side there are subsidiary pyramids and they're known as the Queen's Pyramids. There are only three left remaining and they're at nearly full height, but the fourth was so ruined that its existence was not suspected until the recent discovery of the first course of stones um, and the remains of the capstone, which it's odd that they took the capstone of the biggest one and not of the smaller pyramids, but that's a different story. Yeah. So hidden beneath the paving around the pyramid was a tomb of Queen Hefereti, 
Hefferys, Hetefferys, the first, who was the sister, shit, sister wife of Sneferu and mother of Khufu. And this was discovered by accident by the Raisin Expedition. Uh, the burial was intact, although the carefully sealed coffin proved to be empty. So that suggested that all the pyramids were robbed by the New Kingdom when the construction of the royal tombs in the desert, desert valley, now known as the Valley of the Kings, began. Some person called Joyce Tildesley states the Great Pyramid itself is, quote, is known to have been opened and emptied by the Middle Kingdom, end quote, before Abdullah al-Amun, who is a successor to the Prophet Muhammad. Um, so basically, you know, the, yeah. he's apparently one of the verified successors, which I didn't know they had mm. um, in... I, I, I know that sounds really pathetic, but I didn't realise that um, there were successing prophets, if that yeah. makes sense, like predecessor and successing prophets. And I know that sounds very ignorant, but um, this is why we do this stuff. Yes. Because I'm happy to learn. Um, who was a successor to the Prophet Muhammad, and uh, he entered the pyramid at around 820 AD. Okay, so now that the bio stuff is over, we are pulling into Conspiracy City. Okay. So, conspiracies, what are you expecting? I reckon that People are going to say there's... Don't say aliens. <laughs> I reckon... But obviously there's going to be lots of traps that haven't been triggered yet. Oh, for sure. That, that thing is probably so hardwired. There's... They've probably... But then again, with that amount of rocks, I'm surprised there isn't more chambers. Talking about um, traps, it's kind of not relevant to this, but did you watch that video I sent you yesterday yes. of the guys who, uh, they sounded like they were in New York yeah, and they are real estate staircase. agents, and basically the house was so run down, or townhouse or whatever it was, and they were there to pretty much, they're the contractors to fix the place up. And so one of the guys noticed the fishing wire yeah. that ran up across the wall and down across the stairs. And he saw that it was attached to a nail and then it went straight up. And then when he looked up, he saw it was a knife that was, like, tied with duct tape to a crutch yeah. that, when triggered, would swing down and stab you literally in your head. Or and throat. No, they checked it after they swung it yeah, and it yeah. would have been your face. Yeah. Um, and to distract you from the string, there was a ton of broken glass that you'd be like, oh, let me step over the broken glass... And you would, because you'd be so busy looking at the grass, the, the glass, that you wouldn't see the trip. Yeah, and it was a big knife. Oh, that was a K-bar for sure. No, uh, that, that didn't look like a K-bar. It just looked like a big kitchen knife. No. So, okay. We ready? Yep, yep. So, the first one I'm starting with is the Ori or Orion. Yep. Orion correlation theory, or the Giza Orion correlation theory. Um, which is a fringe hypothesis in alternative Egyptology. And it prophesizes that there is a correlation between the location of the three largest pyramids of the Giza complex and Orion's belt of the constellation Orion. And this constellation was intended as such by the original builders of the Giza pyramid. So the stars of Orion that are associated with Osiris, um, who is the god of rebirth and the afterlife, as you know, thought by the ancient Egyptians. So, depending on the version of the theory, 
Um, additional pyramids can be included to complete the picture of the constellation, and the Nile River can be included to match with the Milky Way galaxy, which I thought was the next freaking level. Um, the theory was that the constellation... Oh, sorry, sorry. The theory was... Where am I reading this? The theory was first published in 1989 in Discussions in Egyptology, Volume 13. Uh, it was a bestseller book, and um, there was a BBC documentary called The Great Pyramid, Gateway to the Stars, which came out in February of 1994, and it also appears in some New Age books. But I must say, I actually thought that this was a legit thing. I thought they were made. To, I thought that was just general knowledge, that that was a thing that they were built to be aligned with the stars. To the stars. I thought that that's what it was. Well, just remember too that I suppose if you're living in a built-up area, they're out in the desert. Like they didn't have. Oh, there were no lights back then. So basically, the way. What else are you going to have to track? Those stars would have literally lit up the night. Lit up the night sky. But I remember in this same documentary that we were talking about, this dude was holding a pendulum. Yeah. And where it hit the ground was where they were built. Yeah, which is just... In in this documentary. And again, I don't know how, you know, whatever. So, arguments may consider concerning the significance um, proposed correlation have been critiqued. And two astronomers, Ed Krupp of Gr the Griffith Observatory in LA and Tony Farrell of the University of Cape Town, South Africa, they used planetarium equipment uh, and independently investigated the angle between the alignment of Orion's belt, Orion's belt and the north during the era cited by Hancock, Bouval et al., which differs from the angle seen today or in the 3rd millennium BC because of the procession of the equinoxes and they found that the angle was somewhat different from the perfect match thought to exist um, by the original state in the constellation theory. And they estimate that 47 to 50 degrees per, um, per planetary measurements compared to the 38 degree angle formed by the pyramids. But like, come on! From afar, 50 degrees ain't that far off from... Imagine if that was a gel. If there was a gel electrophilesis, you'd be like, oh, you know, yeah. you can be kind of confident that that's my protein of interest. You can't, no. you know, resolve that much better than what that is, but no. whatever. And they found out that there was a slightly bent line formed by the three pyramids that deviated towards the north, whereas a slight kink in the line of Orion's belt deformed to the south, and to match them up one, the other, one or the other, one of them had to be turned upside down. Uh, so this is what was done in the original book called The Orion Mystery by Bouval and Gilbert, and that compares images of the pyramids and Orion without revealing the pyramids map have been inverted. So Krupp and Fairfall found other problems with their arguments, um, and they noted that the Sphinx is meant to represent the constellation of Leo, then it should be on the opposite side of the Nile, the, you know, which was the Nile's set to play the Milky Way yeah. um, from the pyramids, and that the vernal equinox um, back then, which was 10,500 10, BC, was in Virgo, not Leo. 
so the sphinx does not reflect leo in their eyes and that in any case the constellations of the zodiac originate from mesopotamia and were completely unknown in egypt until the much later gratio roman era ed krupp repeated that this upside down statement in the bbc documentary atlantis reborn in 1999 so Bivol stated that some astronomers, in court, including Archie Roy of the University of Glasgow, rejected Krupp's argument, who presented and Krupp presented a counterpoint to their objections, um, and pretty much said that he deliberately inverted the pyramid map and blah 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 blah. Um, there was a ruling by the Broadcasting Standards Commission in the UK, and the committee ruled in favour of Robert Bouval and said that Krupp's statement. Um, that the maps were placed upside down was unfairly presented in the documentary Atlantis Reborn without including Bouval's film response. So Bouval and Hancock's film responses to Krupp's statements were included in the modified version of the documentary Atlantis Reborn again, which aired on the 14th of December 2000. Uh, this guy called Andrew Collins and this dude called Rodney Hale have proposed, proposed an alternative alternative correlation theory and they used three bright stars in the Cygnus constellation and argued that not only did the ground plan fit the sky but also the stars could be observed setting down the corresponding pyramids um, and their proposal has also been contested um, just for our notes here the stars it's supposed to correlate with so on the far left the smallest pyramid is the pyramid of Menachere then there's the pyramid of Khafre and then the Great Pyramid of Cheops. And then so it's supposed to match up with, from left to right, Mintaka, Alnilam, and Alnitak. And then also, if you look at the three Great Pyramids of Teotihuacan, you've got the Pyramid of the Moon, the Pyramid of the Sun, and the Pyramid of the Quetzalcoatl. Sorry. So I just thought that was cool, like that it was mirrored in... Mayan stuff, but okay. So other Egyptologists say that they line up with other planets in our solar system being from left to right, Mercury, Venus, and Saturn. Um, and apparently this planetary alignment occurs every 2,737 years. And I have the mock drawn up, and then I have the actual photo of yeah. the planet's lining up. up and it's kind of freaky um and it's like a white yellow purpley pink and like a greeny blue now this planet alignment theory had people freaked out um as in normal people not scientists people because they calculated and triangulated that planetary alignment would take place on the 3rd of december 2012 which is a dead on alignment with the pyramids at giza um so basically, this photo was taken in the, of the night sky in Giza, Egypt on the 3rd of December 2012 at local time, one hour before sunrise, right? This is why people thought the world was going to end in 2012. So because the planetary convergence happens only every 2,737 years and it was different for at least two more cycles running the program forward, that wouldn't happen again for over 28,000 years if you run that that plan backwards yeah. in time. So upon my googling, I found that there was more to this. So 
that would take a lot of time, especially if that alignment only happens like once every 28,000 years. the other thing too, if those pyramids covered in limestone, polished and everything, imagine what they would have looked like. Apparently they were so bright you couldn't look at them. Yeah, they would... Apparently it was so bright that the gold capstone, you couldn't tell where the gold began and the pyramid started. But imagine that at night with moonlight. Beautiful. I mean, so sad. But also, like, a testament to architecture. Name me one building that's built in modern times, post-industrialism, that's going to stand longer or as long as the pyramids are standing right now. There isn't. There's nothing. Because modern culture is just knock it down and build something bigger. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. Alright, so, so keeping in mind the 28,000 year alignment theory, this is where the aliens come in. Aliens. Or do they? The Feng Shui. So, conspiracy theorists, they've been claiming for decades that the construction of the ancient wonders were far beyond the means of early civilizations, so they must have had outside help. Researchers believe that extraterrestrials left vital clues in the design of the pyramids, which prove it could not have been their ancestors who built the extraordinary feats of engineering. And the experts claim the truth lies behind one thing, the coordinates. So, we know that the speed of light is 299,792,458 metres per second. And guess what? <laughs> the geographic coordinates for the Great Pyramid are... 29.979258 degrees north. Yay. Which I actually wanted to check while we're filming this, recording this now. <laughs> because, um... But see... Why not? You know, we weren't able to measure the speed of light with precision until about 1950. Well, this would have had to have been done quite recently. You know, that was thousands of years since the pyramids went up, so... Yeah. I can't find it on Google Maps. Shit! Shit! I well, guess that hit the money. 2997... Fuck. Um, because the other coordinate is 31.134201. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Funny. Silence oh, already. Shit. So someone's got some numbers going big time when you really think about it. Like, you know. What was going on back then? Obviously, someone's done some smarts. Like, really, really done some... Shit. Mind blown. So, yeah, there's one for you, everyone. Just have a, have a look at that. I'll put the link to that in the notes. I'm putting it in my notes. That way I could... You're looking at it right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the notes so you can have a look at it right now. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, 
so apparently because I'm, I'm sorry I'm like is that a coincidence no it can't be so um apparently people said that the only way to time travel is to travel at the speed of light otherwise you're just going to be too old when you get there yeah so um people believe that advanced aliens could have returned to earth could have come to earth from the future when you think about it though imagine if they use that as a like a map that's a g like a geological oh, gps for sure, for sure for sure but i'm just saying right um basically they think that advanced aliens came from the future to build these monuments now um so uh, there's this guy who was on youtube his name's Manu Seyfizadeh said, Is it possible that those who placed the Great Pyramid on the Giza Plateau had an inkling of the speed of light to a degree of accuracy not possible without highly technical equipment? And someone, one of his subscribers, said the speed of light in the metric system appears in the design and location of the Great Pyramid when the decimal point is slid along the value. Yeah. And that the aliens chose this location for a reason, and this striking similarity is too difficult to accept as a coincidence. <coughs> your brain to just melt, literally. Like, ooh. What were they thinking? Like, what kind of brain power were they using back then? I don't know, but whatever it is, can I get them to write my thesis for me, Jesus? Absolutely. All right, so there's more. Okay, so how many sides do you think the pyramid has? I know this question. Fuck. (laughs) So the pyramid is actually an eight-sided figure, not a four-sided figure. And each of the pyramid's four sides are evenly split. So it kind of looks like where you would have the center of each face, it points in just a little bit, if that makes sense. So it looks like there are... Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, so it's believed that a guy called P. Groves, who was a British Air Force pilot, and in 1940, as he was flying over the pyramid, he noticed it. That looks this strange. He took a photo of it, and the shadows, um, and the shadows. Yeah. It's you know the TikTok song, yep, yep. whatever. Um, I know it's um, Rihanna, but you have to be on TikTok to understand what I'm talking about. Um, so he noticed it, took a photo, and these lines are only visible from above at dawn and dusk on the spring and autumn equinoxes. Mm. Okay, so this is where I'd like try to rationalise this, and I'm thinking, so the fact that it matches up with the equinoxes is more realistic because the winter equinox happens every year. Yes. The summer equinox happens every year. Yes. Obviously, it happens twice a year because it's once for the summer, southern hemisphere, once for the northern hemisphere. But, you know, it's guaranteed to happen. Yeah. Um, it's been rationalised by Egyptologists saying that these extra sides keep the casing stones in place. Um, and others say that it's built that way to withstand erosion. But either way, like, equinox shadows, like, from the perfect highest point in the sky. Is that another coincidence? Gotta be a coincidence. <sighs> okay, so, this one blew my brain cells. 
Okay, so this is a conspiracy that is backed by that was backed by Stephen Hawking. So on the British reality TV show I'm a Celebrity, this chick called Scarlett Moffat she claimed that the pyramids were built by someone from the future, and everyone else who was on holiday, if that's what they call it, or on location with her, said that she was like high. But Stephen Hawking said that he was so impressed that he contacted her by email telling her that she must be right and her exact words were that in order to travel back in time we have to go faster than the light. The speed of light is the same latitude point as the tip of the Great Pyramid. The speed of light is like 319 and then loads of numbers and it's exactly the same latitude point as the tip of the Great Pyramid. So I think someone from the future realised we'd need the pyramids and went back in time and built them. And she was so serious um, about this and she contacted Hawking before going on the show. He failed to reply but finally got in touch and admitted she was right and not absolutely nuts. I, I couldn't find any legitimacy to that. Yep. But, you know, whatever. Alright, so this last one I'm including for completion's sake. And that is that supersonic levitation was used. Oh, to yeah. Build levitation. The so, according to ancient wisdom, don't ask me what ancient civilizations Space wisdom. Space fortune cookies. The power of sound is almost supernaturally immense. And it can be used to levitate and move large objects if done in the correct technique. So, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, okay, so there's this book called, I'm trying to get through this with being as impartial as possible. Acoustic Levitation of Stones, Monastery Construction, Tibetan Style. This chick who's called Bruce Cathy. She claims to have witnessed Tibetan monks moving huge boulders with their voice and musical instruments. And the precise like, and by musical instruments, I think she means construction equipment, but I'm not going to float that. So the precise location of the musicians and singers is crucial for the anti-gravity sonic effects to work. And some Swedish engineer called Olaf Alexanderson claims that the knowledge of the various vibrations in the audio range demonstrates to a scientist of physics that, just say a fucking physicist, that a vibrating and condensed sound field can nullify the power of gravitation, which I'm sorry, but they're two different kinds of fucking forces. I don't know about you, but the whole levitation gig sounds like a No, bit... but how can you say sound is going to stop gravitation when they're two completely different forces? It's not like you're putting cold water into hot water hoping you're going to bring it to room temperature. It's an archaic pyramid scheme. What do you think? Uh, so this led many people to believe that the way the huge rocks were used to build the pyramids and were transported and placed on top of each other was completely different as opposed to, you know, good old-fashioned slavery, but that's a different story. Yep, yep. But seriously, part of me is like, oh, it's a quinky dink. But the other part of me is like, the numbers just match up. Also, if it, technically if a pyramid, if it was filled with food, does that mean that all the donuts were at the top and all the cabbages were What's at the bottom? What's eight to the power of three? Eight to the power of three? Think about it. <laughs> I'm asking you because I don't want to think about it. I know it's 24. Yeah. Well, that's... What's 24 numerically? Is there any significance to the number for 24? Because you've got three, pyram- three pyramids and yeah. sides each. Yeah. So, you know. Of 
the number 24. Apparently it's number family, idealism, companionship, and harmony. Radio. I still reckon they should just fill it with bacon. Pyramidal bacon. I just... Old candy. How many pyramids are there in the world right now? I still find it funny that, you know, in Chile there's an underground pyramid. Can you add that to the list so I can research it right sure, now? Sure, done. I want there to be some kind of secret alien pyramid. 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 I've watched too many alien movies. Do you know that according to the map, there's this thing called the Khufu ship, and it's built behind the Great Pyramid of Giza, and it's an ancient wooden burial ship that they took out of the pyramid and put in this museum? Wow. What's the weather like in Giza right now? I'd say sandy. You're the worst. Humid? Cool. Raining. Apparently, right now, it's only 19 degrees and it's 11am there. Woo! No rain. <laughs> Who needs rain? Uh, it just... That's a lot of sand, a lot of rock. A lot of conspiracies. But if you're looking at the map, right, and you zoom slightly to the right of the Great Pyramid of Giza, right... And it touches with the mastaba of Queen Mirasanka III, right? There are three pyramids. There's the Pyramid of Hephares one, Pyramid of Queen Meritetis one, and the Pyramid of Queen Henutsen, right? You're telling me that that pyramid has that set of coordinates. Is that aligned to the stars? But yep. those three fucking three side pyramids can't be put in a line. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Can we discuss that? Those three... Are you looking at them? Yes. Those three fucking pyramids can't be put aligned. Yeah. The gaps between them aren't even the same. I didn't build them. I didn't say you built them. What I'm saying is... Because it's a top one that's been there forever. Maybe they right? had different, um, you know, engineers. How many temples does this one guy need? I don't know. He's pretty popular, though. Giza Necropolis, side of the pyramids and the Sphinx. How much does it cost to go see the Sphinx? Um, Pyramid be... of Manukare, Pyramid of the Queens... Directions from here to there. The Egyptian horse. Ramadan keep go horses. What's Ramadan keep go horses? It's me. It's a business of some sort. Medical centres. Best view pyramids. <laughs> Great pyramid in. Mina in pyramids. They just named all the hotels something to do with pyramids. Pyramids loft.
I just want to know, like, in the day what it looked like. That's what I want to find. Great Pyramid of Giza during the day. Da, 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 da. This is what it looks like, bruv. Just this crop. It looks like a busted oh, Toblerone. No no. no, no, no. I know it looks like a busted Toblerone. I wouldn't eat it because I've already eaten enough of it. But what I'm saying is what it would look like back in, in back, the day. Back, back in the day. Which is, you know. I just want to know how much stuff hasn't been found yet in that pyramid. Because that's a lot of rocks. If it looked like that, that's pretty epic. Me no no. All I remember is that people said you could see the gold cap from like miles away. Yeah, pretty much. That's a fair distance. Just a fair distance. Very fair distance. Just a fair distance. Yep. As you do. So, what do you think? Very cool. Very cool. Did I do that justice? Very, very. Sorry if it was all over the place. Um, literally, I've read like 20-something journal articles today for my lit review. My eyes hurt and words just fail me. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. But it took me forever. No, 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 that was cool. To guess who's that? I think there's a lot more stuff in that pyramid than they found. I think there's... Oh, for sure. Like, they can't even... They haven't even navigated the majority of it, so... It's just... But then again, is how much do you start exploring and breaking? Well, at the same time, if they were all robbed, yeah. what was taken that we have no and idea about... And what's been about. sealed off. Yeah, and booby traps and stuff. Yeah. And I just... I don't know. It sound It's... Either way, like... That's a massive testament to... Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. But yeah, that's all I have for you today. Awesome. That was What do cool. you think? Very Good cool. kick off to the ancient... Ancient... Ancient wonders of the world. Yes. If you want to learn more about ancient um, pyramids, look up Stargate. Oh, for Pete's sake. What can of the Stargate movies or show? The Stargate movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, sorry. Anything else? No, that's all. That's all for me. That's, that's it. Ta-ta for... <laughs> this makes me feel like going and playing Assassin's Creed now. Oh, for Pete's sake, enough. Yeah. So, yeah, any plans for, you know, the week? Just more reading. Lots and lots of reading for me. Yeah, to be fair, same here. Might, might look up, you know, Egyptian aliens. Do that. Yeah. I'm still waiting for you to host a topic. Yes. But, you know, whatever. Yep. Okay, everyone. I think I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for watching, for watching and for listening. Hope you all having a great day or night, wherever it is you are. Um, you can find us on Controllers and Couches, couches on Twitter. Yes. Um, please rate, review us on Instagram. Insta- what the fudge is wrong with me? 
on the podcast's app. Um, he is Full Metal Chicken. His channel will be linked down below. Not that he's posted anything, but he builds some really cool Lego stuff. All my socials will be down below too. Um, next week, I wanted to float the idea by you to do the Denver International Airport because we both love yeah that. And that's then, a funny one. So um, that's my current plan. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, for lending us your earballs. And I guess we shall um, talk to you again next Sunday. Yes. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Did you believe they take just that took over just over 90 minutes? Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Cruise. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.